Local businesses deserve local decision-making, and that's why Oconee State Bank is proud to announce that Philip Edwards and Chad Thomason will be leading the loan production office for the athens Clark County area. With strong market knowledge and accelerated decision-making, Chad and Philip can help area business owners, entrepreneurs, developers, doctors, and others move quickly to respond to opportunities. Let your business experience remarkable this year with Oconee State Bank, OconeeStateBank.com, member FDIC, and Equal Housing Lender. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Beyond the Cupola, presented by Oconee State Bank. At Oconee State Bank, experience remarkable. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Cupola here on Business Radio X. It's brought to you by Oconee State Bank. And on the show, we always invite guests to come on from Oconee State Bank, their customers, folks from the community, and team members, and they have the opportunity to talk about their uh, success and inspiration and how the remarkable culture of Oconee State Bank has inspired them to mark lives in their own right. And we have two guests in the studio today uh, joining us from the uh, the Board of Directors with the Oconee Area Resource Council. It's Wanda Stitt-Godess. And also from Oconee State Bank, we have Coleman Banco, who also serves on the board for the Oconee Area Resource Council. So, uh, Coleman, Wanda, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Well, I'll start with you, Wanda. Let's talk about the Oconee Area Resource Council. You have a special relationship with Oconee State Bank, and we'll talk about that during the program. But for those that are not familiar with your organization, talk about what the OARC is all about. The Oconee Area Resource Council is a nonprofit that provides important services to the county, particularly to the children of Oconee County that are not met in other ways. We have three major programs. We provide food for kids through the schools. We provide the mentor program to the schools and we coordinate the summer food for kids program. We also have Christmas program, adopt a family where we serve children. And this year we've also served seniors in the community. How long has the organization been doing doing this good work? We've been a 501c3 for a, about 10 years. And the Resource Council has been in existence a little bit longer than that. I have not been associated with the organization that long, but it's an established organization within the county. You're here as a guest of Oconee State Bank, so mm-hmm. we're thrilled to have you here in the studio. Talk about the relationship that you have with the bank. Well, they are, we're extraordinarily lucky to partner with Oconee State Bank. Um, we're very lucky, first, because Coleman's on our board and he really is a dedicated member. We are very fortunate to have um, a very active, involved board. But um, in the past couple of years, we had rented space from the bank. And as is a nice situation for a bank to find themselves in, they needed the space we were in. And so that brought about a transition where we were able to finally purchase space and the bank facilitated that in an absolutely spectacular way. They provided, they helped with moving, they made um, the loan acquisition process very smooth and it was just spectacular. And they support us in a variety of ways. They do drives for our mentor program, they support us um, with Coleman's efforts, and we're very fortunate. You're the chair of the board of directors. 
And, and Coleman, I see here that you serve as the secretary That's right. on the board. How did you get involved and why did you want to get involved? So I got involved when I was uh, chairman of the Chamber of Commerce. I started in the mentoring program and got teamed up with a student who was in sixth grade and went to visit him for about an hour a week for uh, four years. And over the course of the four years, I uh, got to really have some insight into his daily life and how different it was from myself and a lot of my friends growing up. And spending that quality time with the student really educated me on the need that was out there for mentorship, as well as basic needs like food. You know, our Food for Kids program made a difference in this child's life, and I saw it every single week. And so through the mentoring program and spending time with that child, uh, I realized the need was there and decided that I needed to be more active and engaged in this organization. Did the organization find you or did you find them? A little bit of both. I was a mentor, but they were there to catch me when I rolled off the board at the chamber. So once I had a little more time to commit to the resource council, they were standing ready to help me. Well, Wanda, let me ask you, you say you haven't been with uh, the uh, the council since the very beginning, six, six and a half years ago. Uh, how did you end up where you are today? Well, I actually worked out with Rosemary Newman, who was a former board member, and I was getting ready re to retire from the University of Georgia. And Rosemarie said to me one day, did you know that almost a thousand children in our community live in poverty? And that certainly flies in the face of the Chamber of Commerce picture of Oconee County. We are extraordinarily fortunate to have the median household income we do and the resources we do. And I was more than a little taken aback. And so Rosemary is not easily put off and invited me <laughs> to join the board. And um, so the rest is history. And, and it is, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, very blue collar, had everything I needed. And so the notion that children in my community are hungry is very difficult for me. And I think that story can be said in a lot of areas, even right here in Gwinnett County, where we're broadcasting from. You think of Gwinnett County and the prosperity and, mm -hmm. and all the money in the area, but there are people that are living in, in, in poverty right. Uh, right here in this area. And kind of as Coleman said, you know, the people he hangs out with, you know, we're kind of in our own little cocoon. Mm -hmm. We don't know, realize it's out there. So you're doing great work for the children. So it's a it's an organization that's really focused mostly on children, but you do a lot of other things. And we'll talk about that. And it's very food driven as well. So, so talk more specifically about some of the things that you uh, are doing with the children and, and maybe some success stories that you can share. Well, and indeed we have those. <clears throat> so we have um, four primary programs. The first and the biggest program is the Food for Kids. And that's an academic year program where every week uh, on, on Friday mornings, children who have been identified probably initially by teachers and then through social workers and then to us are identified and they take home a bag of food and it is um, nutritionally sound. We are, we work with a nutritionist so that we're sure that it's not too much sugar, it's not too much fat, it's not too high carbohydrate, but that is indeed nutritionally sound. And they also have a piece of fresh fruit every week. And so this year, we're serving 150 children every Friday. An important side story to that is obviously that food has to be bagged up 
every week. And so we work with the special needs students at both Oconee County High School and North Oconee High School who are enrolled in the life skills class. And each school takes a semester and those students are bused to our location on Thursday mornings and they bag up the food. Each school has a different color ribbon. So, and we have then drivers who come pick up the food and deliver it to the schools. So that's the Food for kid, Kids program. It costs on average $240 a year for a child to have a bag of food every week. The second program is the mentor program. And we provide mentors to this year about 105 students in the existing 10 schools in the county. All of those mentors are trained by our staff. They do undergo background checks and all the mentoring is done in the school, as Coleman said. It might be during their lunch hour. It might be during a study hall. It depends on the circumstance between the child and the mentor. And children need mentors for a variety of reasons. It might be because they need an academic mentor. It might be because that child's going through a tough time in a family life. There might be death, there might be unemployment, there might be divorce, all of which can cause children to to need some kind of support in addition to what they're getting at home and in school. And so, and, and, and the sweet story about that, a year ago, we had a young man who was graduating from high school who had been mentored by someone in our program I think maybe for five or six years. He was the first in his family to go to college. And so we were able to put funds together to buy him a laptop computer. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I know the student that I mentored uh, when we started working together was a below average student, C's and D's <laughs> on the bubble, as they would say, of failing. And just showing him that somebody cared <laughs> and having that consistency that, if you don't make a good grade, when I get together next week and we look at your tests, you're going to feel bad about that. And so just showing him that that we cared made such a huge difference to the point that our second year working together, he actually invited me to the University of Georgia baseball game where he was being highlighted for academic reasons <laughs> as a middle awesome. school student. Awesome. So it's just amazing what a little bit of time and we're always looking for mentors uh, can make and can impact mm-hmm. a child. And I know there's some other uh, programs we're going to talk about because uh, you just mentioned only the first two so right. far. But where where are you recruiting these mentors from? How are you finding them? We find them from everywhere. Um, it might be like this morning, I was at a breakfast that the school district sponsored to thank um, the vocational training sites. And we are one of those sites by virtue of the fact that the students who are in the life skills classes come and they learn work skills when they're bagging that food. And there was uh, one of the administrators for the school district who sat at our table. And Amanda Davis, who's coordinated our mentor program and who will be our new executive director, this woman said to Amanda, she said, you know, I really need to put my money where my mouth is. And so I want to be trained as a mentor next year. And so it's like that is by talking with people It's by people being aware that that need exists. Again, in the county where we live, it's very easy to think that everything's wonderful. And indeed, Oconee County is a pretty swell place to live. But there are a whole lot of children who, for whatever reason, need a little help, as Coleman said. Well, organizations like this council make it even a more wonderful community. 
So what are some of the other programs? Okay. We're only halfway home. We are indeed. (laughs) So the next program that we're getting geared up for now is our Summer Food for Kids program. And it's a program, again, there are families who are identified in concert with the school counselors. um, And every week, um, 30 families will receive a cooler of food. And again, nutritionally sound because it's summer. We try to get some fresh fruits and vegetables. Sometimes we incorporate recipes because a couple of years ago, um, we included eggplant and (laughs) they had never had eggplant before. And so that was a good lesson for us to learn that um, if we included something that might not be a staple, that we needed to help people, we needed to help educate people about what it was, how it might be prepared, that kind of thing. And in addition to the families receiving the food every week, a couple of years ago, we sort of partnered with the Oconee County Library and we provide an age-appropriate book for every child to keep. Um, You may have heard the term summer slide. And so for children who might not have a home culture of reading in the summer or who might not have access to libraries easily in the summer, this gives them something to keep reading for at least 10 weeks through the summer. The fourth program is our Christmas Adopt-A-Family program. And we work in concert with the Georgia Club Foundation and the Oconee Chamber of Commerce and um, OCAF, the the Oconee County Arts Foundation. And again, this is a situation that picks up after the school system Secret Santa program where applicants have to apply by October. And we know that disasters occur all the time. And so these families typically are those who've encountered some kind of a disaster. It might be a loss of a job. It might be um, extreme illness. It might be death. It might be being evicted from one's home. Uh, It might be sick children. There are any number of reasons. Again, all the folks are vetted. And so we work with the school systems and any other social service agency that might be appropriate. They're identified. And so then we work with the Georgia Club Foundation and they typically sponsor nine to 10 families. We work with the Oconee County Chamber of Commerce. We have a giving tree there. We have different items identified on the tree. And we work with OCAF, the Oconee Cultural Arts Foundation, and they have an event. It's called Mingle with Kringle. And you can bring your kids and pay. You can either pay a fee or bring a present. So we get the presents from that to use with the adoptive family programs. Last year, I think their generous donation was about $850 that we can use to support the program. And we served last year 21 families. Did you really say mingle with Kringle? I like that. Uh, Juan is joining us with the Oconee Area Resource Council, and uh, Coleman is with Oconee State Bank. Also, he's on the board uh, for the council. So I'm hearing about these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful programs that you're doing. And you kind of touched upon it there at the end with that last answer, but uh, this costs a lot of money. Where are you getting all the money for all this food and everything else that you're doing? Well, as Blanche Dubois said, to some extent, we rely on the kindness of strangers. But, um, but, but there are a couple of funding sources. Uh, we are part of 
the Georgia Family Connection, which is a state agency. And there is a Family Connection agency in every one of Georgia's 159 counties. And so that provides a structure and framework and support for our executive director. Um, And that agency provides our executive director's salary. So that's a nice thing to be freed from having to meet that financial obligation. But we partner importantly with Oconee County School District. Um, They allow one of us to attend every one of the now 11 schools pre-planning meetings where where principals meet with faculty and staff. We give a very brief overview of what the Food for Kids program does because this is a pitch specifically for support for the Food for Kids program. And then they allow us to distribute pledge cards where faculty and staff can make a one-time contribution or they can make a monthly pledge. And this past academic year, the monthly pledges amounted to $2,587, which was an increase of 15% over the previous year. Now that is supplemented by a couple of activities. One is another school district event that's an empty bowls event that is held in February. And this past year, I have to give a giant shout out to Kimberly Benko, who is Coleman's wife, who really picked up the ball when it was dropped and put it together. And it's a charming event. The elementary school children literally make pottery bowls glazed, and then uh, vendors are acquired and everybody pays a fee, 12 bucks maybe. It's mm-hmm. very reasonable. And um, they get s- dinner and get to choose the, the pottery bowls that their children right. made in art class. Right. It's kind of a take home prize. To remind people of it, what an empty bowl looks like. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so we do that. And then, and I would say that we've um, earned somewhere between probably eight and 10 or $12,000 over the past couple of years, depending on um, the number of tickets that were sold. Um, and then another important funding source is through the public's market in Watkinsville. And um, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, they offer the opportunity to patrons to make a donation to the food for kids. And we just recently got the check from Publix and it was close to $12,000 for the last year. Wow. What, what I hear is, a, is, a not, is that the community is really yep. behind this. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have them supporting it with their, their money and so forth, but you got so many people involved with the, the man hours of mm-hmm. doing all the things. Right. Because we have a limited staff. We have one, <laughs> we have one full-time person. We have the executive director, and then we have um, two half-time employees. We have an office manager and that Linda Schroeder, who does both manage the office and she coordinates the food for kids program. She is a spectacular shopper. Um, and then Amanda Davis, who has coordinated the mentor program. And Amanda is moving into the position of the executive director effective July 1. And we are hiring another person to take her place. So it is, um, we rely enormously on volunteer effort. There's there's a lot of power in the grassroots uh, of Oconee County. When you look at the amount of money that is contributed from our teachers and our school system, the people who are on the ground seeing these students day in and day out, and they're pledging their hard-earned money mm-hmm. 
to help support these kids, all the way up to other organizations like the Chamber of Commerce, um, OCAF, the school system. I mean, we've got a great, very supportive community that that keeps us afloat. Yeah, it looks like the community's really bought in and you're touching a lot of people's hearts with the work you're doing because you haven't been around a whole you know, six years is not a long time and you are doing so many things to make it a better community. And I think um, in the past year, year and a half, we've become more visible in the community through efforts like the Adopt a Family, through efforts like the Empty Bowls, because the Empty Bowls really started with just two schools. And then it grew and the whole county has embraced it. And um, I mean, it's very sweet. You sign up for a time specific to have dinner and it's terrific. Well, well, thanks to Oconee State Bank. The cat's out of the bag now. And everybody knows about you because of Business Radio X here. I know for Oconee State Bank, this is, I mean, right in your lane as far as, you know, I know the bank's very involved in giving back to the community. So this is like a, a great fit for you guys. Absolutely. You know, we do partner with a lot of different organizations and community groups, but I, I would say this is me selfishly. Uh, Coney Area Resource Council is at the top of the list. That's great to hear. Well, we've been talking a lot about the uh, the organization, the uh, Oconee Area Resource Council, but Coleman, I want to go back to you real quick and, and give you a little bit of a love uh, for Oconee State Bank. Yeah. And you're, you're the v, uh, one of the VPs there and uh, you oversee or are part of the LPL Financial Advisor area. Right. Talk about what you do specifically at the bank day in and day out. So I oversee our investment financial planning department within the bank, uh, financial services. And what we do is offer comprehensive financial planning for bank customers as well as non-customers. We do everything from people who are looking to earn more interest on their savings account. As we all know, that pays a lot right now. (laughs) Um, To larger organizations that are looking for 401k plans, uh, to individuals looking to retire. So we really try to offer all of the financial needs that are not met within your local branch. So if I have a question about my checking account, you're not the guy to talk to. <laughs> but if I want you to take my money and make you make me more money with it. Correct. So what I like to tell people is in the branch, they give you money, they lend it out. You come in my office, I take it from you. <laughs> and multiply it and multiply exactly. it. <laughs> Although there are no guarantees in the business, as we know. That That's is right. correct. Uh, what's your favorite part of what you do? So most of what drives me every single day is knowing that I'm part of a greater good at Oconee State Bank. It is amazing to have the camaraderie, the teamwork, and the culture that we do at the bank that really drives everybody's success. We're all working together as a team versus individual employees as rogue type uh, motivated employees. And so that is a main driver as well as building long-term one-on-one relationships. So I've been in the business about 13 years now, and I still have clients that I've worked with from the very beginning, and I hope to build those relationships. You're like the third or fourth person at Oconee State Bank that I met that you actually worked there when you were a student at Georgia, correct? That's that's correct. Left, did your thing, and have come back to the bank. I think that says a lot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I was uh, a finance major at the university and was working at a retail job at the time and said, hey, I need to get some financial experience. What better place than a bank, right? Um, So I took a job working at the bank as a teller and learned more than I ever thought I would. Uh, Most of that was how much I loved Oconee State Bank. Fast forward a few years, I was working with an independent financial planning firm and the bank reached back out to me to see if I'd be interested in coming back. 
Uh, it couldn't have been a better situation and has been a happy marriage ever since. You mentioned going to the UGA. Is, is it like a birthright to live in that area? That's the only place you can go because everybody <laughs> from that area, that's where they go. There are other places I hear. I don't know them, though. <laughs> <laughs> there was a conversation we had before the show that will remain private, yeah. I guess, uh, regarding some other schools. So as, as we get ready to, to wrap things up, Wanda, for those that would like to find out more, and I know there's so many ways to get involved, whether it's, it, it could be as simple as, as writing a check to help out, mm -hmm. but I'm sure having some hands on deck and, and some help and volunteers, I assume all that information is available on, on a website? Yes. If you Google Oconee, Area Resource Council, that would take you to the website. Coleman might have it faster than I. Um, yes, the direct link is oconeeconnection.org. And, and that will give you not only information about where we are, who we are, and what we do, but also give you opportunities. If you would like to make a donation, we take donations gladly, cash and non-cash items. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's the easiest thing to do. You've been doing great work. Keep up the great work Thank as you. well. Um, and I know you probably have some big plans that you, you know, you do as much as you can, but sometimes it feels like it's never enough. But if you just save, you know, one child, help one person, it's, it's well worth it. Well, you know, when I was talking about the fact that we, this academic year, we got $2,587 a month from the teachers in Oconee County, a simple donation of $20 a month provides a bag of food for a child every year. $20 mm -hmm. for most folks, not for all, and I'm very aware of that, is two lunches, mm -hmm. maybe one lunch. Right. Um, and people, and, yeah. people that do that, you know, the people that go to their favorite coffee spot probably spend that right. in one time. Well, I was going to say that, but yeah, <laughs> one day not having your coffee, you can right. help feed. Yeah. Right. One day a week and you can feed a child. And there I think time is always welcome. Yeah. Uh, we're always yeah. looking for volunteers. I know part of what I run into is, is people are afraid of long term commitments. And we're always doing some sort of event, some sort of fundraiser. If you want to donate an hour here or a couple hours there, we're more than happy to have some helping hands. I think the one great thing of being at Oconee State Bank is the fact that they encourage their employees to volunteer and make a difference. Yeah. And so, you know, I've been told many a time that you should be 51% business, 49% servant. And I truly take that to heart. And I think Oconee State Bank does the same thing. Here's, here's the secret. And I'm letting the cat out of the bag again. Once you volunteer one time and you start doing it the way you makes you feel, you're probably going to come back yeah. and help oh, out you're again. Hooked. You are hooked. Yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah. So we're not, but we're not saying that right now. We're <laughs> not, yeah, disregard what I just said. Just yeah. come out the one time because we just need you. And then there's no commitment after that, right? Absolutely. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll exactly. see them again. Okay, yeah. and Coleman. For those that would like to find out more about Oconee State Bank or even reach out to you about their financial planning and investments, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. There's two ways. You can go through the OconeeStateBank.com website. There's an investment tab where you can learn about myself and some of our associates in the financial services department. Or we have a direct link at OconeeStateFinancialServices.com. Great. Well, thank you for joining us, uh, Coleman Benko with uh, Oconee State Bank and uh, Wanda Stitt Godes uh, with the Oconee Area Resource Council. Well, you're both kind of with the council as well. Right. Um, are you doing anything else besides this work? Or well, yeah, I uh, well, 24 hours <laughs> into the day, this is about 20, so she's probably sleeping the other. 
Learning Ally is a nationwide effort that came out of World War II, and we record books. So folks who are visually impaired in a variety of ways have access to um, textbooks, typically textbooks. I do that. I'm We belong to a small Lutheran church, Nativity Lutheran in Bethlehem. I'm treasurer there and work in the office, volunteer part-time there, and I'm our yard man. <laughs> do, do it all. Wanda, thank you very much. My Great pleasure. to meet you once again. I want to remind our listeners that this is Beyond the Cupola, brought to you by Oconee State Bank. You can listen live every Thursday at 1 o'clock Eastern Time here on Business Radio X. You go to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then you'll see the uh, Oconee State Bank logo for Beyond the Cupola. And, of course, uh, the podcast is there on the site 24-7. You can listen to this show or any of the other previous uh, Beyond the Cupola episodes anytime you want by going there as well. For our producer, Trey, I'm Mike, and we'll see you next time right here on Beyond the Cupola.